airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We appreciate you listening. Hopefully we'll be able to get around to some calls in the last segment um, to discuss with us the topic of today. And um, I had some thoughts about, of course, always looking at the various headlines and taking all of those headlines sort of, I guess, under one heading, you know, looking at what's going on in America. Right. And um, not necessarily wanting to focus on any one particular thing, although I think as we probably get into the conversation, there'll be some things that we will discuss because all of these things are symptoms of where we are in our country. Um, Before we left our audience uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday, Mm -hmm. um, we were talking about, you know, this country and what it would take to turn this country around, um, recognizing that um, our country cannot escape doing business with God. Mm. Um, The Lord's, you know, sovereign um, interference, <laughs> if you will, yeah. uh, in the establishing of this country is undeniable. That's right. Um, so we looked a little bit at that um, last week. This week, I say this week, you know. Or today. Today. Thank you. <laughs> today, starting one off this week. At a time. One step at a time. Huh? That's right. Don't get too far ahead of myself. No, Just no, one no. step at a time. That's right. Um, so today, um, Christian America, again, mm-hmm. that's the question. That I'm asking. And that's the question that I kind of was hoping that you and I could unpack. And one of the the bases, I guess, for the question is um, the feelings that Paul had for his countrymen, mm. his his people, according to the flesh. Right. Yeah. So that's the big question. <laughs> Can I I just want to just say just give a little background here. People always think it's so smooth and we have this wonderful studio set up. Even as I'm talking to you right now, I've got someone sneaking in to grab wipes for <laughs> no one wipes heard that. for a quick diaper you, change. That's you know, yeah, great. No, you know. no, and she was very quiet. Like no one would have heard that. But I just just want people to know because if I ever get into this uh, mode where I'm repeating myself, that's yeah. because that's what's happening behind. Pay no attention. The girl <laughs> to change the baby behind the curtain. It's uh-huh. not. Anyways, um, but one of the things that really <laughs> prompted this kind of wondering about where we are in this country is I wonder if we love Americans the way that Paul loved Israelites. Hmm. Do we have that kind of love for Americans? Now, this is different from us kind of just wanting to preserve our country, right? Mm -hmm. This is different from us loving our country. I think the reason we love our country is because of the way the country has developed. But interestingly enough, looking at church history, all right, you look at the way Christians in America um, sought to develop this country. It wasn't, it wasn't for love of the land. Mm -hmm. Think about that. It Mm -hmm. wasn't, it wasn't for love of, Oh, this is what we have discovered or this is, it was for love of God. Mm -hmm. Right. And believing that the Christian value system best served 
every human being. Mm -hmm. So it was for love of mankind that that um, the gospel spread. Right. So I'm wondering, like when we think about Hmm. what we seek to accomplish in this country, if we want to turn the country around, we understand that people must be turned around. We understand that people must, in fact, be converted. They must hear the gospel. They must respond, um, then adopt a new value set, uh, be renewed. Right. They're going to have a changed mind. They're going to be indwelled by the Holy Spirit of God. So they're going to be as you and Abe. (laughs) That's so interesting. Both taught, didn't plan it yesterday, right. um, uh, that they're going to be dead to their old selves, right? right? Right, So if that happens, then the country turns around. I just, I'm questioning whether or not mm. we can get there if we expect the country to turn around for country's sake, like just to save the nation, right? I think that our motivation has got to be something different and more eternal. Yeah, And if we are aiming for that, in addition to that, what we will also get is a different nation. You know, I want to say that I don't know if we in America take the things that are happening Mm -hmm. that we see, you know, like we can easily attribute things to being natural disasters or being, you know, this or that instead of it being, man, is God trying to speak to us? Is this judgment? Yes. Yes. We we easily can put it on something else. Mm -hmm. And, when you when you posed this question to me, I immediately thought about um, the book of Jonah and how when he pronounced <laughs> 40 days, you know, th- mm-hmm. this city is going to be, you know, it was a great city, you know, and immediately there was humility. It wasn't about it, <laughs> the saving of, you know, oh, we are this great city. You know, so we need to save this great city. It, but it was a show of humility to mm-hmm. well, man, no one's eating anything. Not no one. Mm-hmm. Maybe perhaps God will turn this thing around. Mm-hmm. And I think we have these things that are screaming at us. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, Jonah was, you know, crying out. But yeah. we can always in our minds say, oh, that's a natural disaster. These things happen. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, there's the coronavirus. But. You know, like we don't see that as a plague or a pestilence. We see it as, man, you know, they sent it came from China, which I believe it it did, you know, but we can kind of look at these things and have an answer for them. And the answer is usually not, man, maybe this is judgment. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to repent. Mm -hmm. Maybe God will be gracious enough to like, you know, forgive us and hear our cries and turn these things away. I don't know if we think like that. You know, uh, because we have so many other things we can attribute it to. You know, and I wonder if uh, when God gets our attention, I wonder if um, included in this repentance, this posture of repentance is a restored love for the souls of men. Yeah. And that's what I'm really driving at. Like when we it's like not just anchoring it in, um, you know, oh, wait, we're going to lose our nation. Like you said, with with Nineveh, you Mm -hmm. know that we're talking about people here, right? right. We're talking about people um, being judged before God and, uh, and condemned basically. And so I'm wondering if in the United States of America, if the Lord gives us, um, as you say, that ability to not just categorize these things as for lack of a better expression, natural disasters, you know what I mean? Like right. um, if we don't just politicize what's happening, if the exactly. Lord softens our heart, 
um, as I think you're suggesting, mm-hmm. that we could rightly um, understand and discern yes. what is happening. Yes. I wonder if that understanding and that discernment might secure for us um, the right sorrow over lost souls in this country. Yeah. So so let me just kind of drive home what that mm-hmm. might look like, because, of course, people I, I love church history. Mm-hmm. I, I love to hear and read about what God did to preserve the gospel. Part of what God did um, to preserve the gospel in the United States of America in particular was that those who were a part of the early founding of this country and as the country slowly grew and um, as, as we welcomed more states into the union and all of these things and you have the expansion out west, the gospel was spreading. And I don't know if people really think about that. Sometimes we think of, again, we think of American greatness. And I, I, I think we ought to always have this thought of the reason for American greatness yeah. is because of the gospel. Yeah, when we say America is great, which... America is. We always should ask the question. So why is that? Why? 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 How did that? Ha- yes, exactly. And and I just feel so stirred that that is what we as believers ought to be reminded of and to remind others of mm-hmm. that. The reason for the greatness of America is because of the gospel. So even you have this this spread, this move out west and you see that what's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that the country is growing and the country will either be. Um, spiritually speaking, given over to the wilderness, mm-hmm. okay, or it's going to be spiritually speaking settled by the gospel. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's <laughs> th- those are the on the one hand, and then on the other hand, and so people living at this time, and in one in particular, Lyman Beecher, we've talked about him a lot yeah. on this show. Uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe, his daughter, uh, famous for Uncle Tom's Cabin, she wrote much more than that. Um, this family, the Beecher family is phenomenal in the history of the church and also in this country, Mm. by the way. And, uh, and, but first, first their distinction belongs to that of being Christ followers. That's just important. It's not just, um, popular American history or maybe not so popular, but it's not just American history. It is Christian history. Right. Mm -hmm. And so at the time that the country is, uh, spreading and advancing and growing, um, you've got men and women who see the importance of the proliferation of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. If this country is going to grow and this country is going to spread, the gospel has to grow it. Amen. Now that's amazing. And, and we look at this, we often like separate these things in our mind. We have American history and then we say, oh yeah, I mean, you can tell us more about church history. But we have to understand that a lot of this stuff and the American history um, is, is kind of uh, birthed from this Christian history, right? Our Christian conviction, One of the things that's remarkable to me is that when you see men and women of great renown in the history of this country, but in the history of the church, they have a love and a passion for the proliferation of the gospel. Mm. It just so happens that what that love and passion looks like in the United States of America is a great nation, a nation Mm. of influence, a nation of success. But here's the thing that I think we often miss the the goal and the aim of spreading the gospel is out of Christian concern for the souls of men. Yeah. Amen. It is that if men are saved, number mm. one, and this is so simple, mm. but if men are saved, number one, they will be saved. Mm. Right? That's so <laughs> simple and so basic. Yeah. If you meet someone who does not know Christ and you introduce him or her to Christ, yeah. then now they know Christ. That's basic. Yeah. Yeah. But what God has done with that passion, 
throughout the history of this nation is that he has taken that passion Mm -hmm. and given all the things that you did not know could come with it. So what what really has to what has to start is that the people of God would have would really have and maybe pray and cry out for a, a heart for souls. Like, yes. for, for you know, to have a compassion, compassion for those who are lost, you know, understanding that, like I was telling you this morning, that we were under a contract that yes. was bad, terrible. Right. We know exactly where we were, you know, but through the blood of Jesus Christ, that has been voided, canceled, you know. And because of that, and we know what that is to be under something bad, you know. And for it to be canceled, the mm-hmm. joy that we experience, we should yes. desire that those who are lost would experience that same joy in, in knowing Christ. Absolutely. And and I got to tell you what has been true. And we can look back on this and read it. It is documented. And so we know it. And so because God leaves for us a track record that we could check him against. Mm. Right. Like he he will say who he is. He will say what he does. But he also leaves us a track record where we can say, Oh, and and look, we actually have historical evidence that this is what God has done. This mm-hmm. is this is how God um, protects and defends his name. Right. Because what is what is it that God is after when he moves among his people? Like we have to understand that the benefit that we get from God moving among his people. Right. Um that's that's a luxury for us, right? Mm. But what God is doing, God is after his own glory. God is displaying who he is in the earth, right? Amen. And so sometimes like a wonderful thing happened on the way to the farm or whatever, you know, like a funny <laughs> thing happened, you know, is that you are you benefit. Yeah. You are blessed, yeah. right? But the Lord is after securing and showing you that he has a plan, he has a purpose, and that he will work it against all possible odds. Yeah. Even, history shows us, even stacking the odds against himself so that he can show you who he is. I think that's the whole narrative of America. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. (laughs) Yay. So we're all on the same page, which brings me back to what should be the desire of the Christian living in America. First and foremost, first and foremost, it should be for the saving of the souls of men women boys and girls amen it should be oh i am struck with grief when i consider that you are going to perish for eternity Mm. and not know the loving grace of the god who gave you life not knowing that you don't have to as you say will remain under this contract Mm. where what you have earned like the wages of your sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life that is the first thing that should grip us Mm. but what i'm saying today my premise for today is that if that grips us firstly, mm-hmm. then what follows will be immense blessings for everyone involved. Amen. We got to grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there. I believe God sent the saints around the world to tell the people about his name. That his son was slain so that we could be forgiven. There's eternal life for believing and repenting. With that in mind. I'm called to go With that in mind I'm called to go Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Tone Spain with Go Outside. In uh, Chapter 39, this is Church History in in Plain Language. Mm -hmm. The late Bruce Shelley uh, wrote this. It was revised by R.L. Hatchett. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Shelley writes this, uh, talking about a Christian American. I want you to listen carefully here. This is sort of like, um, I guess, well, since we're just past Thanksgiving, 
This is the dressing around the turkey of what we're talking about uh-huh. this morning that we should mm, yum desire <laughs> um, that we should desire the souls of men that they would come into relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that they would receive forgiveness for their sin and inherit eternal life. And what I'm suggesting very strongly here today is that if that happens, then the nation will turn around. But that's it's like the byproduct of us loving mankind. Mm. It's the it's the extra. It's the in Louisiana we call it lanyap. That's it's right. the lanyap baby. That's a, <laughs> New Orleans the baby. It doesn't mean what you think it means. It's just, anyways. Yeah. Uh, it's like hun. It's like hun, right? You don't. Mm-hmm. You, so it's the lanyap yeah. of uh, of what what we think we should be after first and foremost. We think we should be after first and foremost. We gotta save our nation. We gotta turn it around. We're gonna lose our country. <laughs> Those things may be true. I mean, look, it's looking pretty it's looking pretty bleak. There are a mm-hmm. lot of things going on, correct? Yeah, yeah. However, that's not the turkey. Come on. The turkey <laughs> is the souls of men. The turkey <laughs> is that man would see himself as he really is that he's not good, that mm. he needs a savior. And so then we should have the kind of compassion mm. that the apostle Paul had. Now, listen, look, this is a stretch for me. I, I read this and I remember Will the Great. I remember you and I getting into a conversation like uh, I looking up the word accursed because we were like, did Paul really say I could wish? <laughs> like, let's go and look up the Greek here. What does it mean? Well, it actually means what Paul suggests that it means. It means what we read it to mean yeah. that, look, I, could, I myself could be a curse for my countrymen. Whoa, what strong language. And and you have to ask the question. You have to ask the question. What is it that Paul taps into Mm. to be able to make a statement like that? But you see why he he went so hard for the gospel. Correct. He he was captured. He was like, man, my countrymen have to hear this. They have to know (laughs) Jesus, you know. And so he was like, I'm willing to be anathema that, you know, Mm. and and it's you you get a a picture of his heart, like his passion. And I would say. For us in America, I'm thinking Christians, like, man, I would I would say that if we don't have it, we need that. And we, we need to cry out for God yeah. to soften our hearts so that That's we can right. have a similar passion for That's souls. Right. Absolutely. We we've got to now look, if you're just conservative, this is gonna fly right over your head because mm-hmm. the liberal is your enemy. Mm-hmm. If you're if mm-hmm. you're just conservative, the people that you read about in news headlines, the people that you see up on Capitol Hill, the people that you see in these news stories. Oh, my goodness. You know, if you are just <laughs> conservative, then those people are your enemies and they're everything that is wrong with this country. But if you are Christian first, mm-hmm. foremost and chiefly, when you look at those people, you're like, oh, God, save mm. them. Your heart, your heart is like, oh, Lord. Man, Lord and, it's, and it's not because they disagree with you politically, mm. although mm-hmm. that's some people's motivation. They're like, oh, Lord, bring them to the right party. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is that when you see people out um, s- seemingly um, allowing their, you know, epidermis to show, their flesh is showing, <laughs> you know, I mean, their skin, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. right? If people are showing you who they are, oh, then we should be moved with a heart of compassion. We should be crying out, God, without you, that person is condemned to hell for an eternity of suffering. God, without you, there is no hope for this individual. Mm. I am telling you that if that begins to be our motivation for all of our engagement, that we remember we're Christians first. So what we desire is first and foremost that other people will know what we have. 
This is Paul's motivation, mm. that, that their joy will be complete, right? Mm. That what they think they have, they will understand, oh, no, that's just, that's just a portion, mm. right? So, so a lot of people have, have some type of knowledge of God because of growing up in this country. Yeah. Um, will and I are both casually reading a book that talks about the biblical influence on a lot of the phrases and sayings mm -hmm. that we use every single day. Yeah. Right. Uh, in America, <laughs> particularly. Um, but it shows the influence of the scriptures on our daily lives. We don't even know it. Mm -hmm. We don't even. It's very fascinating. It's kind of funny in some ways, but it's fascinating. Right. I'm saying that to say a lot of people have a type of a knowledge of God. Right. They there's some there's something there. Oh man. Right? Yeah. But what do they need? They need Christians who love them. Yeah. And their soul. Yeah. Right? More than the country that they're trying to save. See, but that get that gets at the heart of the matter because man, what is revealed is that there's some idolatry there if mm -hmm. you know that we have to deal with. Like yeah. in the in the sense of if our alignment is for you know, oh, I got to save my country, you know, yeah. rather than what we're, what we're talking about today, the souls of men mm -hmm. that are, you know, are perishing and going to hell. I think that's mm -hmm. an inward look that we as Christians have to take ah, and say, ouch. Lord, we need we have a heart of stone. We need a mm -hmm. heart of flesh. We need, uh, you know, our hearts to be softened for yep. the souls of, of man, yep. you know, and, I, and that's that's a reality check. Yeah. Look, and let me tell you, there's so many things that are going through my mind right now. I, I am, you know, I was strongly, let me say it that way. Okay. I was strongly one of those people that, um, four years ago when liberals said, if president Trump is elected, I'm leaving this country. I was like, yay. Like, okay. All right. Well go like, you know, what are you waiting for? You know, Miss O. What are you waiting for? Go. Like that was, that was my thought. Like you, you're what's wrong. You don't know. So go. But let me just say this and Lord, forgive me because, be, because we know that acts 17, 26, 27 wow. are true. Wow. Then these people are born into this country Man. and living at this time. Wow. Why? The scripture says so that they may seek for and find God. Wow. So, I mean, they may leave, <laughs> but really mm. God in his providence cause them to be born in this country living at this time. The Bible says that the Lord determined the boundary of our habitation and when we would live, when we would live so that we would seek after him. So if I change my thinking, yes, the Lord knows my heart. I don't want my country to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I believe in God's sovereign plan for America. I, I believe that I don't want this nation to go under, but I am not going to get anywhere if I make that my God and my aim. I just, at all costs, I got to save the nation, save the nation. Because what is that that is eternal? Mm. It's the souls of men. So what I'm saying is, if we are moved with compassion for people and we are seeking after their salvation, like we want them to come to know Christ, I believe that the lanyap that will be ours again is the saving of our nation mm. because you have to keep in mind the reason this nation is so great is not sheer force of man's will. It's God's intervention, right? It's God's intervening in the affairs of men. It's the proliferation of the gospel, which makes a moral society, 
Okay, and we can see as man moves further and further away from God, mm. we're not even just good on our own, so to speak. Now, of course, knowing that we're not, but you know what hey. I mean? Like you could find some morality at the house next door, even if they didn't go to church. Mm-hmm. But as the nation turns further and further away from God, we're not circling back to goodness. We're not circling back to greatness. We're just it's it's a it's a straight line. It just the arrow just continues. Hmm. Right. And in fact, it's not even a segmented line. It doesn't there's no end to it. They just continue away from God. So what do we need? We need people in this nation to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. Now, let me tell you what has happened in practice. And maybe we don't say this in our heart. We don't we don't would wish that this is not true, but what has happened in practice Mm -hmm. is that many Christians in the United States of America have been conditioned to think that Christianity is one among many Mm. and therefore Christian principles, Christian principles are dispensable. We don't really need that to have a good society. (laughs) We just need more conservatives. Think about it, guys. This is what we keep saying. Okay, this is what we keep. We just need more political wins. But look, as I've said before, asking the question, why is it that when we win, we still are losing? Right. It's because it's not just political wins. That's not what changes a society. That's not what changes a culture. It is from the inside of one individual at a time. That what we see displayed outside of that individual is changed behavior, a changed value set, changed morality. Mm-hmm. And this is how you change a nation. And so what I'm what I'm suggesting very strongly yeah. is that we can have a Christian America again, but it begins with the gospel, which, yeah. believe it or not, that's how it began the first time. Right. <laughs> Right. And that's how it began in the first great awakening. You can say the second time and the second great awakening. You can say the third time. All right. (laughs) That's it's always been the gospel. It's been people looking around and saying, whoa, churches are empty. Um, You know, liquor is flying. (laughs) Men are abusing their wives. These are the things that were kind of coming to the attention of, of, of Christian leaders at the time of the first great awakening. Whoa, men are men are beating their wives. Hmm. Okay, like, I mean, look at what what are we doing here? Hmm. So the cry was these people are not saved. They they have forgotten God in the land of plenty. Hmm. And here we are again. And so the thing that we've got to be crying out is that, whoa, whoa, (laughs) these people are not saved. Yeah, these people have not known the fear of God couple things <laughs> romans chapter 9 verses 1 and 2 again and this is paul's cry which look i got look you know <laughs> i ain't there okay <laughs> i just tell you I, I i i want to be though because when when the lord starts stirring you know thoughts and, and things in my mind and my heart i'm like oh lord change me Amen. change me yes. right um, because look, the gospel is precious to me i i don't I, this is a spiritual thing that paul was able to communicate to us I don't know that I could say for anybody, I could wish myself to be a curse. Like, man, look, I love the Lord. I want to be, I want to be with him forever. He's the goal and the prize of heaven, right? There's no, there is no heaven if God isn't there. Come on. Right. He, he, come on. Right. (laughs) All right. Romans chapter nine, um, verses one through three, uh, Paul writes, I'm speaking the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow Mm. and unceasing anguish in my heart. (laughs) For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. 
Wow. Those are not <laughs> words you just throw around and wow. just kind of like not Goodness. really, you know, man, that's that's some deep heartfelt, man. you know, sorrow, unceasing grief. Come on. And that would be a, a curse. Like, man. Listen, Lord this I'm, I'm telling you, if we could if we could get to a place in this country where along with all of our activism, the things that we know to do, because look, man, these Christians that we look at throughout the scriptures, uh, these Christians that we look at in church history after acts, after, after the letters, you, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, basically as church history continues on, I should say these Christians that we look at, they weren't just sitting on their hands. They were occupying. If you look at the Greek, when you talk about occupy, it's actually, it's a business term. It means to make gains. Mm -hmm. So they, they weren't looking to say, Hey, we're saved. And you know, like let's speak in terms of America. They, they weren't looking to say, Hey, we're saved. And we happen to have this great nation. We've got some people who've got some savvy to, to form a, a, a perfect union and, and mm -hmm. all of these things. And, and so let's just live life. No, they were like, the gospel has to proliferate. The mm -hmm. gospel has to spread the gospel. Oh, <laughs> if they're adding new territory, the gospel must be present there. Mm-hmm. The gospel. So listen, and that's that that actually is an argument for for online defenders of the faith, too, by the way. If they're adding new territory, the yeah. gospel must be present there. Man, the you know, I have to tell you, you know, reading this scripture, those first three verses, I've always yeah. thought in terms of maybe like black people, you know, that man, I, I just, you know, racist, I will. <laughs> that I would love to see the, mm -hmm. the truth. come, But this this broadens my uh mindset and it should be broadened like because yeah. we are americans you That's know right. and and so i'll have to confess that you know i've never even considered this in that way but i man i feel like the conviction of of god and yeah. that man look there are people it's not just about you know narrowing down you can concentrate it and all that but man in america there's so many you know uh people and that and people who are away from God and we mm -hmm. should have a heart of compassion and love mm -hmm. for, um, for Americans to know who God is, to yeah. understand this relationship, because we've been set free. We've That's been right. translated out of the domain of darkness. Come on. <laughs> we know yeah. what that is and, and what we are experiencing now, you know, that everyone that we will want to experience that. So, yeah, absolutely. Because, look, God looks at us as a nation. Yes. You know, for, for whatever the divisions are that we perpetually celebrate in this country or in some ca cases, you know, we tolerate the, the divisions and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Um, God looks at us as a nation. And, you know, the, this can't be heavy. Do you remember like the um, the old school like Looney Tunes where <laughs> like a house would burn down and everything would crumble around the person inside mm -hmm. yeah. and they'd be holding like that one stick and it would finally <laughs> crumble, you know, but every, yeah, you know, yeah. this our country is not like that where like it can crumble around just a few people who have this distinction as this particular division. Mm. If, if the nation crumbles, everyone who is in it crumbles with it. Like you're affected yeah, yes. by the crumbling of this nation. It's yes. not going to like, you know, not affect Chinatown, so to speak. It's not going right. to, you know, little Italy. It's not going to affect, you know, it's, right. everybody's going to be affected. That's and right. so again, if we want to save our nation, if we want to save our nation, I really believe we get there by making the the God not listen, making the gospel great again. Now the gospel is always great. You understand what I'm saying? That's right, just a little right, humor right. for you. The gospel is always great. And guess what? Let me say New Orleans for you. It's gonna be great. All right. Like regardless, <laughs> whether we acknowledge it or not, regardless is how we would say. 
the gospel is going to be great. Like it, it is, it is the greatest message, the greatest message you will ever hear that you don't have to pay the penalty for your sin, which you should pay, mm-hmm. but it was already paid for you by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's, that is the greatest message you will ever hear in your life. All right. We got to grab the break. This is Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We'll take a break and be right back. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow. culture and a society solves the problem of immorality. It allows for freedom. It allows for you to have liberty. Christianity speaks to every ale, right? Every ale of a culture. Um, It deals with family, husband and wife relationship, parents and children. It rejects laziness and slothfulness. It teaches respect for authority, right? It teaches care for widows and orphans. It teaches the value of life. It teaches the value of work. It teaches how to go the extra mile to look not only on your own interest, but also to the interest of others. The Greek word there, love it, just recently was talking about it. So it's fresh on top of my mind. That word, look out not only for your own interest, but also the mm. other, the interest of others is the Greek word skopeia, where we get our word scope. So it's telling you, the scriptures tell you not only to scope out your own interests, mm-hmm. right, but scope out the interests of others, right? So this is not just a casual, oh, maybe I should care about them. It is going the extra mile. Mm-hmm. In fact, this word skopeo is the same Greek word that's used when Paul actually warns us to mark those who cause divisions among us. Mm. The word mark there or to watch out for those who cause divisions is the same Greek word skopeo that's used. So mm. scope. So zoom in on these people. <laughs> But that's the same word that by the spirit of God, Paul is writing that we look not only to our own interests, but also the interests of others. So let me tell you something. In American culture, we have actually in practice said, yeah, Christianity is really just, I mean, it's, it's our option, but there are other options. <laughs> you say, no, I don't believe that, but you act that way. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you neglect sharing the gospel as if it's the only way. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, that's just what they think. Man. That's just how they enjoy living. I am telling you, if we don't allow society to push us to the margins, even in our own personal practices, well, you know, that's good for them. That's what they want to do. Listen, there is no other way for man to be saved except that he bends his knee before Christ, except that he accepts the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. It must be applied. He must appropriate Christ's righteousness. That's that is the only way. And if we don't believe that in a culture, if we don't believe that in a society, if we don't believe that in the nation, then the nation will be destroyed. Why? Because it'll be made up by people who are destroying (laughs) dead men walking. Mm. That's what that's what they are until they come to meet Christ. Right. And if we don't take this position, if we don't take this stance, I'm afraid, again, that we lose the opportunity to. Make a Christian America. And, and I know some people have a hard time with that because they're like, well, it's not just one religion. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. You've missed my whole point. 
What I'm talking about is a nation made up of people who fear God, who operate with pristine morality, mm. the, the highest level of integrity. Why? Because the Bible fine tunes us. So this presupposes that not only are people converted, but they're also being discipled. Yeah. They're learning how to read the Bible. Amen. Right. They've got someone who's speaking in their life and saying, hey, you know, that's not you know, we don't we don't do that as Christians anymore. And for the person who has a problem with that, then you better not read Paul's letters because <laughs> they are chalked full of, hey, we don't do that as Christians anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's what and yeah. he even says, you know, no, let us no longer lie to one another. Mm. Like you may have done that before, but you can't do that anymore because, <laughs> right. you know, after all, you're a Christian. Yeah. New so so. I'm look, I don't I don't feel any kind of like, you know, oh, I don't know if Christianity should be. No, it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> and, and and look, it's the best up front, which is salvation. That's the best to live for eternity with the God who made you. That is the best. But it's also the best in terms of living. It's the best in terms of how we treat one another. It's the best in terms of how we see ourselves. Yeah. It's good. So that we can bear with one another. Mm. It is the best. And if you have that approach and that approach, and let me just say too, that approach doesn't work if you don't have love. Come on. You can know all of that, but if you don't love people and care that they perish, if you can't look at people who are not saved and have your eyes moistened, like beyond your control, you know what I mean? Mm. That feeling where you're just like, it takes your breath away that you're like, man, this person could be eternally destroyed. They're made in the image of God. Like if that doesn't, if that doesn't cause you to just kind of gasp just a little bit, then you got to go back to your closet and ask the Lord to reignite you for evangelism, to reignite you for the work of sharing the gospel, to reignite you for the work that it is living as a believer in Babylonian America. Because that's, I mean, that's where we are. Yeah. And if we hope, and I'm, I'm repeating this for emphasis and so that it might stick, if we don't do this, if we don't get it right, forget about turning your nation around. Mm. Forget about saving a nation because the nation is made up of people. And if the people are not saved, then, I mean, what hope is there? Yeah. Again, let me open the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. This is from the book Church History in Plain Language. Uh, chapter 39, The Destiny of a Nation. Just a little bit here. Uh, Shall the earth be made to bring forth in a day? Or shall a nation be born at once? Isaiah's question seemed unusually appropriate for the youthful American nation. In 1835, Lyman Beecher, the well-known Presbyterian and congregational minister in New England, preached a sermon from the text Isaiah 66, 8, and he called it a plea for the West. Mm. Beecher believed firmly that a vast new empire was opening in the American wilderness. Nothing less than a whole culture was at stake. Christians should seize the opportunity, he said, and shape the religious and political destiny of the nation. And how did he propose to do that? He called for the preaching of the gospel, (laughs) the distribution of Bibles, the planting of churches, the establishing of schools and the reform of American morals. Puritan that he was, Beecher knew that a free society needed just laws and in a democracy, just laws required popular support informed by Christianity, not just popular support, popular support informed by Christianity. Mm. It doesn't matter if we all agree. If we all agree around the wrong things, it's a disaster. Come on. We don't just need right. popular support. Right. We need popular support 
informed by Christianity. Let me continue. Beecher spoke for a host of evangelical Christians, Baptists, Methodists, Congregationalists, Presbyterians, and Episcopalians. In fact, his views were so widely shared that historians speak of this era as the age of the righteous empire. The vision for a Christian America is a dominant theme in 19th century American Protestantism. We can trace its rise, its major crisis, and the elements of its decline. Without some knowledge of this century, today's Christians find it almost impossible to understand the social forces and religious figures of their own times. Mm. Listen, how do we save a nation? The gospel. The show could have been done in the first two minutes of the first segment. How do we save a nation? (laughs) The gospel. If we forget that, we will lose everything we're trying to work for. And though we may make political gains, Mm -hmm. though we may seem to kind of make strides in media or strides, you know, in schools or education or especially, you know, higher education. Yeah. We will still lose the nation if people are not converted, if people have not come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. That's That's ultimately the point that that I'm that I'm making. And I I hope that it comes across. No, that's a that's a true point. And like you said before, you know, you get your people in, but the country's still the same. The morals are still in decline. Every time that tells you that it's more than just that. that, Every time, you know, there's a, a greater thing at work that needs to happen. And that's the nation and people turning towards God and, and us having a robust witness uh, within the country. So Correct. Correct. Let's take let's go to the first call. We'll All agree. right. Let's go? go to Joe in Texas. Hi, Joe. Hi, guys. Uh, I've been listening to your show and I'm very motivated about what you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a simple question. Uh, what about the Roman Catholic Church? Do you guys... Uh, that they are also in need of evangelism uh, to receive the gospel, or mm-hmm. are they our brothers and sisters? That's a hmm. great question, great. Yeah, Joe. Great you question. know, our brothers and sisters are simply our brothers and sisters, and there is only one church. It's the church over which Jesus Christ presides. And so anyone who has put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, if they are saved by that faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, which is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, then they're our brothers and sisters. And I think it's important for us to recognize <laughs> that even Jesus pointed out the sheep not of this fold, right? That we, mm. we have different denominations and we have people all around the world. And we, we often have this conversation with our kids. What is it that God requires for us to inherit eternal life? Right. We have to ask that question. That's, it, that's the question. Yeah, yeah. So when, when we meet people, you know, in doing evangelism, Sometimes it's not good to just ask, are you a Christian? Mm -hmm. Because people may just tell you yes, right? But sometimes we got to ask the deeper question, you know, have you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ for the saving of your soul? Now, that's a weighted question, just meeting somebody on a monorail or something. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know, yeah, but that's that's the question. So to our brother Joe, I would say this simply, right? It is required for all of us to examine ourselves to see whether we're in the faith. Mm-hmm. And how do you know that? Well, you got to read the book. You got to be reading the scriptures because even for the person who says, yeah, I'm a Christian. And, and let's just go with what our brother Joe is saying here. If you're a Protestant and you say, yeah, I'm a Christian. And then you say something like I've been a Christian my whole life. Well, scripture doesn't support that. <laughs> right. 
So if I wanted, if I wanted to cut, you know what I mean? I could be like, eh, you're not, (laughs) you understand? And, but they're Protestant. Yeah. Hey, but they go to the Baptist church or the person says, yeah, I'm a Christian. I got baptized. (laughs) So, so what I'm saying is we must know what the gospel is, be able to communicate what the gospel is and how that has changed our lives. Biblically speaking, Mm. right. That, that we have put our faith in what Jesus Christ did, the finished work of Jesus Christ. We're not saved by the work that we do. We're not saved because we go down in water. Mm. What We have to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yeah. Repent of our sin. Believe that the Lord God raised him from the dead, that he is seated at the right hand of God. Right? This is the confession that is required of us. Mm. And so I would say that if that is you, then we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. That's yeah. we're part of a new family. All right. Well, the great, where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Tony in Alabama. Hi, Tony. Hi, Will. Hi. Hi, Mickey. How you all doing today? Hello. Good. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Thank you. all I've heard, I just want to uh, let y'all listen. Uh, here it is. I heard a pastor speaking with a 6.8 mil net pay is his, Pay rate is six point eight million dollars a year, mm-hmm. and he's quoted he's angry about sexism. People who determine who other people should have sex with in their lives then try to remove the right that they have as citizens. Mm-hmm. I do believe something is wrong with that. I'm on the biblical side, and I think that's cricket of a pastor to say something like that with a network of six point eight mil. That means he's he's misleading the people. It's like the election is being mixed lead. So do you, <laughs> what you have to say about that, if you got six, $6 million in a congregation following you with that kind of speech, well, what the world would think about the election? It's yeah, yeah. Uh, second Thank Peter, you, Second Peter, chapter two, verse one says, but false prophets also arose <laughs> among the people, just as there will be false teachers among uh, you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, mm. bringing up on themselves swift destruction. The Bible also teaches us that these people are going to continue doing what they're doing for some time. Yeah. And it seems that they're doing it and getting away with it. But I assure you that the word yeah. of God is true and that those who deceive the people are not getting away with it. And the sad they part is there are people it. who want that type of teaching who have like the, their ears are set towards that. So they put themselves under that kind of stuff as well. This it's is a, very it's a true. whole sad situation. This yeah. is very true. Second uh, Peter chapter two, verse two says, and many will follow their sensuality. And because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Mm. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. <laughs> and so, Tony, that's what I say to that. Let's try to squeeze in one more call or maybe two. Right. Will the Great. Where one do we go more. next? Let's go to uh, Jeanette in Louisiana. Hi, Jeanette. Hi, Nikki. How will? Hello. Hello. Um, um, all right. Uh, the problem that I feel that it is, is you can say that you know God to go to church, which I did it and everyone else until you really get to know what um, God, who God is and accepting Jesus mm-hmm. in your life and asking for forgiveness of your sin. Mm-hmm. And then once you do that, you know, you have to be real and con- and um, real by how you feel about accepting Jesus and then you become God's server. 
Mm -hmm. So all at the same time, you definitely got to read the word. It's no way escaping reading the Bible. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, the Bible is your direction and your daily um, direction to life. But if you want to think that you got it all together and you can do without God, you just go right along. And God will let you go in your direction until he, he yeah. want to stop you and, uh, you know, chastise you. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Jeanette, thank you, Jeanette, thank you so much. I'm sorry I had to jump in. We are near the end of the show. I will say this. That falls under the category of discipleship, and mm, we all need it. We're right. out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.